1: This is Morning in America's Nick Smith, and I'm so happy you're joining me for this edition of In the Mix. Here at News Nation, we cover a lot of news, but there are always a few stories that I think need a little more attention. And you know me, I always have more thoughts than we actually have time for on Morning in America. So here is where I share those with you, as well as extra content that didn't make the cut during our live show. So welcome to In the Mix with Nick Smith. Oh hello, 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 everybody! You know, I, I you know you hear me say it, but I really want you to know how much I appreciate you all. The emails, seriously, um, I shared a couple of the emails that I got from people. Uh, over the last couple of weeks, letting me know that you're listening, letting me know that you (laughs) oh literally somebody said, Nick, I like it because I never know what to expect. Uh, One week you were super sad and it broke my heart. Literally, I'm reading it. One week you were super sad and it broke my heart. And the next week uh, you were back to your full energy and I loved it. I loved seeing the full you. Hey, thank you so much for that. I really do appreciate that. I appreciate the feedback. I appreciate you all telling me um, different story ideas to think about. All of that works. All of that works. And this has been quite a week. And one of the things I really try to do in the mix is mix it up, but also highlight some of the stories that have either just caught my eye, like we've talked about before, or the different things that are happening in my life. Because not every week has stories that are... Uh, stories that I think you want to hear over again. But what I do have an opportunity to do is often update stories that I've brought to you before in the past. And that's something that I have an opportunity to do uh, this week to put a new spin on some of the things we may have discussed before um, and and an update to things that are happening right now uh, in the news. I think there have been a lot of images over the last couple of weeks that have um, really bothered some, upset others. Uh, so I do uh, want to not only recognize that, but extend uh, the deepest level of both empathy and sympathy to those who are uh, feeling challenged with some of those things. But I also want to offer a bit of a respite, uh, a bit of a reprieve, or a bit of a break from that, so that you can maybe turn me on while you're riding in the car, or... Turn me on in the background while you're doing laundry, mopping floors, feeding the kids, making dinner, (laughs) whatever it is. If you're just listening on the go while you're at the gym or while you're walking, um, I put it on in the car sometimes. And I even say to myself, "Okay, Nick, you need to slow down there or you are rambling just a bit. Next time, try to stay a little bit more focused so that. You're not driving people crazy. Well, I don't want to drive you crazy, but I do want to talk about some of the things that I uh, want to update you on uh, in case you missed it this week in the mix. I do want to talk about Johan van der Sloot. Um, uh, I've also heard a pronounced slot, uh, Johan van der Slott. Either way, you'll remember him. Uh, he um, was the, uh, the, the man now. Uh, he's now an adult male. Um, who was, uh, who was uh, charged with and believed to have always been behind the death of Natalie Holloway, who disappeared on her senior high school class trip. Um, you'll remember uh, that was a huge story, um, and that when she vanished back in 2005 in Aruba. I have an update for that that I want to talk about this week. I also want to talk about the latest developments in that Carly Russell case. You remember Carly Russell? Yeah, the Alabama woman who admitted to faking her own kidnapping. Well, uh, there's an update to that uh, because it looks like Ms. Russell may have to actually uh, be held accountable for some of the things that she did. Uh, We also had a little bit of fun with something we did this week called Think Fast Thursdays, uh, where we literally have to think fast to something that is trivia-based. This week, it was the tune to some of our favorite TV shows. So I'm going to play that segment. And you see if you identify some of the sounds in the songs when you hear it right away. Uh, but I challenge my co-hosts, Adrian and Marky, uh, to see who could come up with the right title and the right name quickly and fast enough. Uh, you'll be surprised at some of those answers. We also have an update this week to um, one that is close to my heart, uh, uh, Army Private Travis King. You'll remember he's the uh, young man who ran across the DMV uh, uh, to... Uh, the uh, DMZ, excuse me, the demilitarized zone, um, South Korea to North Korea, uh, is trying to, we don't know, uh, but he will have a court date to explain what he was trying to do. Uh, but it is believed he was trying to evade custody in the United States and um, escape accountability uh, for crimes that he had, been, he had committed and uh, had been serving time for and was headed back to the United States to uh, possibly be dishonorably discharged and he wanted to avoid all that. His mother says that you know she believes her son could be having a mental health uh, crisis, but I'll get into all of that. And I'm also going to close out with what has been probably some of the biggest news this week. Uh, Do you remember the name Kenneth Chesbro? Well, he was a Donald Trump uh, attorney for a while. Uh, He represented the former president. He was a co-conspirator in the uh, case to defraud Georgia with the slate of fake electors. Well. He's no longer an attorney for Mr. Trump, and there has been a huge development in that that I want to talk about and why it actually matters. So we got it all. When you talk about mixing it up, oh, we mixing it up. And once again, I love it that you join me and that you talk about it and that you give me feedback. So I mentioned how I wanted to start with Johan Vandersloot. der uh, Well, he admitted that he brutally attacked the American teenager on a beach in Aruba bringing a close to a case that has literally fascinated the American public since Natalie Holloway vanished in 2005. Um, She disappeared on her senior high school class trip. Um, Her case inspired countless hours of cable TV programs and more than a half dozen uh, books and uh, multiple episodes on like Law and Order and all of that. Well, the latest developments finally answers the question who was responsible and exactly what happened.
2: We go now to the story of Joran Vandersloat, the man accused of murdering Natalie Holloway in 2005 while she was vacationing in Aruba. What we've learned nearly two decades later, and what Holloway's mom has to say. Nick has the story. Nick.
1: Adrian, good morning. On Wednesday, Joran Vandersloo shared in graphic detail what led up to and how he killed Natalie Holloway to a federal judge in an Alabama courtroom as part of his guilty plea in an extortion case targeting his murder victim's family.
3: It's over now. Her murder has been solved. He's, Vandersloot is no longer the suspect in Natalie's disappearance. Juron Vandersloot is the murder. He's the murderer. He's the killer.
1: Beth Holloway's 18-year never-ending nightmare is finally over. Johan Vandersloot, the prime suspect in the disappearance and murder of her daughter Natalie Holloway, confessed to the crime as part of a plea deal.
3: Even as shocking and, and painful as it is to hear him say that, It was still more torturous for me than not knowing.
1: For the first time since the case that made international headlines, Vandersloot, now 36 years old, divulged in gruesome detail what happened that night in Aruba in May 2005 when Holloway spurned his advances. I keep feeling her up either way and she ends up kneeing me in the crotch, he admits. I get up and kick her extremely hard in the face. I see a cinder block laying on the beach. I take this and I smash her head in with it completely. I walk up to about my knees in the ocean and I push her off into the sea.
3: It was painful, yet it made me proud was I think to hear how Natalie fought. I think that, wow, I was like, you know, damn, you know. She stood her ground. She fought. She stood up for what was right.
1: Vandersloot, who was extradited to the U.S. and pleaded guilty to extorting the Holloways, apologized to the family in court, telling the judge that he is a changed man and has given his life to Christ.
3: Since I know the manner and how he bludgeoned uh, Natalie to death and how he bludgeoned Stephanie to death and the things that he did after the fact, it is an empty shell of an apology.
1: And Adrian Barkey, that Alabama judge sentenced Vandersloot to 20 years. That's on top of a 28-year jail sentence he's already serving in Peru for his conviction in a different young woman's murder. Vandersloot got more time tacked onto his sentence in Peru after he was convicted of trafficking drugs in prison. He's currently scheduled to be released from that prison in Peru in 2045. You know, Beth Holloway, uh, Natalie Holloway's mother, you know, she just said it's been a very long and painful journey. But we finally got the answers we've been searching for, for all these years. We got justice for Natalie. And may Natalie Holloway rest in peace. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is
0: a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator.
1: You'll remember that 911 call, the young woman. Oh, I see a baby on the side of the highway. I'm going to pull over. And she gives a location, and this is South Carolina. And guess what? Yeah. Or oh, I'm sorry, Alabama. And guess what? There was no baby, it was all a hoax. That was Carly Russell. She was the Alabama woman who admitted to faking her own kidnapping. And she was found guilty of two misdemeanor charges related to the case. You remember, everybody was looking for her. We even had her parents as guests here on News Nation to uh, help with information that they thought could help people identify their daughter, if they saw her, if they found her. And just so much time and resources and so many people disappointed Um With the attention and resources taken and directed at something uh, that could have been used other places, the time, the money, the taxpayer dollars, so many different things. Well, the update to that case we found to be quite interesting.
2: Welcome back. The Alabama woman behind that kidnapping hoax a few months ago now that made international headlines is facing the music. Carly Russell igniting that statewide search when it seems she vanished after calling 911, reporting a toddler walking alone on the highway but authorities finally realized neither she nor any child were ever in danger, and she made the whole story up. Nick is back right now. What does this mean? Could Carly Russell face jail time?
1: Uh, the, ch- the answer is to that, Adrian. yes, indeed, she could. The question really is how much jail time. The 26-year-old nursing student was ordered by a judge to pay more than $18,000 in fines. The judge also recommending a one-year jail sentence, but... With that decision already facing an appeal, this case could end up in the hands of a jury. Carly Russell was found guilty on two misdemeanor counts, filing a false police report and falsely reporting an incident. Russell's attorney is telling News Nation they have no issue with the financial
4: consequences, but appealed the ruling because the judge recommended jail time. Under the circumstances uh, of class A misdemeanor, first offense, if you can find where someone would put in jail, just bring the file to me and I'll look at it. Generally, they're not put in jail. So we totally disagree with that. Uh, restitution, we don't disagree with that. Uh, but to, to lock up and put in jail, we disagree. Russell vanished on July 13th after calling 911
1: to report a toddler walking alone on the side of the highway. Officers found her car abandoned with her cell phone and purse left behind. Now, Russell's apparent abduction sparked a massive search, and loved ones were thrilled when she finally returned home two days later. Now, she told police she was kidnapped, but investigators quickly realized the details of her story just didn't add up. A deep dive into her digital footprint found damning online searches, including, do you have to pay for an Amber Alert and the movie Taken? Now, Russell was arrested two weeks after she first disappeared. The main question still yet to be answered— where was Carly Russell during those 49 hours and why did she fake her own kidnapping,
4: her attorney offering minimal clues? Eventually, you'll find out the why of it. Uh, but I think you can stop saying she was out 48 hours with some guy. I think the attorney general, no, that's not true. I think you can stop saying she was out at the Red Roof Inn, the attorney general, no, that's not true. So. We're dealing with issues with Carly and we want the best for Carly. And I think that's, we realize a mistake was made, uh, but we don't want to just pile on right now. And, Adrian,
1: that mistake cost the county and the city thousands of dollars. It stressed out many in the community who were genuinely worried about her welfare. And I dare to say that it put the stories of many African-American women who do go missing in jeopardy. This week's guilty verdict came in municipal court, but Russell's appeal now sends the case to circuit court, where she has the right to a trial by jury. Russell's case motivated by one Alabama state senator to draft new legislation that would make it a felony to fake an abduction. That bill is set to be officially introduced sometime next year. Adrian,
2: It jeopardized anybody whose case was legit when somebody lies uh, and a mistake, as her attorney says, that, that was criminal, even if it is just con- considered a misdemeanor right now. Thank you, Nick.
1: And Hoover Police Chief uh, Nick Durzis, uh, he was very clear. He said her phone search history also included uh, things like bus tickets to Birmingham to Nashville and uh with the departure date of like July 13th, the date that um, she admitted, you know, uh, that, okay, I wasn't really going anywhere. It was all the hoax, but we hope we being uh, those of us here at News Nation who have worked in this space for a while, where we've met people who are dealing with stress in various ways, uh, that Miss Russell definitely gets uh, the help that she needs uh, because I have to believe um, that it's tied to something greater uh, and, and a professional can help her figure that out. Army Private Travis King, um, he's the guy who crossed into North Korea. Well, we have an update on that, too, and had an opportunity to really dig into this one because, of course, we have sources uh, who have been following this case closely. We didn't know if it would be necessary to trade someone to get him back from North Korea. Uh, But it looks like North Korea just more or less determined, hey, this guy ain't worth it. He's too uh, low level. There's nothing to exchange him for. So they dumped him off last month, and he's back. And we have an update to that story, and I just thought it was interesting because it's – It puts to rest uh, a lot of ideas and speculations that we had. He is back. He is healthy. And... Uh, Now, it looks as though, uh, you know, Mr. King, Private King, former Private King, will be held accountable.
0: And we're staying on top of breaking news this morning as well. American soldier Travis King, who returned to the U.S. last month after crossing into North Korea in July, is now charged with multiple offenses. News Nation's Nick Smith joins us with the breaking details. Hey, Nick.
1: Hey, Kelly. Good morning. This is a story we continue to follow. The 23-year-old Army private, who served nearly two months in a South Korean prison on assault charges, is now in the custody of military officials. Among other things, King is accused of kicking and punching other officers, unlawfully possessing alcohol, making a false statement, and soliciting child pornography. In July, just one week after being released from a South Korean prison on a separate assault charge, King ran across the heavily fortified border of South Korea into North Korea. Military officials say King did this to avoid being sent home to Fort Bliss, where he was set to face additional disciplinary actions and a dishonorable discharge. In committing that simple act of running across the border, King became the first American detained in North Korea in over five years. He was expelled in September and placed back into U.S. custody. Kelly King remains under military confinement while awaiting additional disciplinary measures. The single charge of desertion or going AWOL is a serious one and can result in imprisonment for as many as three years. Kelly?
0: All right, certainly one to follow. Nick Smith, thank you so much.
1: Travis King's mother did write a statement which reads, in part, I love my son unconditionally and am extremely concerned about his mental health. As a mother, I ask that my son be afforded the presumption of innocence. The man I raised, the man I dropped off to boot camp, the man who spent the holidays with me before deploying did not drink. A mother knows her son, and I believe something happened to mine while he was deployed. The Army promised to investigate what happened at Camp Humphreys, and I await the results. We do too, Miss King. We do too. We hope that um, uh, Travis is not dealing with the mental health crisis, and if he is, that he's afforded the help that he um, needs, and deserves. Also told you that there had been a huge update in that uh, election fraud case. Uh, well, one of the co-defendants in the case to defraud, the conspiracy case to defraud uh, the state of Georgia with fake electors, well, he pleaded guilty. Yeah, that's Kenneth Chesbro. Um, it's, and, that, and that is huge. Uh, it's huge because this is the third person to date who was part of that criminal conspiracy, uh, charged by Fannie uh, Willis of the state of Georgia, uh, that um, has uh, took a plea admitting their role in this conspiracy. And it's huge because Kenneth Chesbro is the first one to plead guilty to a felony and that's big because it could have been jail time for him so he understood what the weight of it was and that was breaking news right here on news nation
0: we have some breaking news out of georgia another co-defendant in former president donald trump's election interference case has taken a last minute plea deal news nation's nick smith has the breaking details hey nick
1: kelly we just got through watching this all unfold this is the second one accused of the 19 suspects today Kenneth Chesbrough, who was called the architect of the plan to overturn the election, has pleaded guilty to a felony count of conspiracy to commit to filing false documents in Donald Trump's election interference case. He's pleading guilty to conspiracy, agreeing to pay restitution and perform community service. Chesbrough was facing seven counts after prosecutors claimed he came up with a strategy to use so-called alternate electors to prevent Joe Biden from receiving 270 electoral votes in the 2020 election. This last minute plea deal comes as jury selection was underway. Powell and Chesbro were both originally scheduled to go to trial next week after both demanded speedy trials. Back in August, Chesbro, Powell, Trump, and 16 others pleaded not guilty to racketeering indictment for efforts to overturn that 2020 election in the state of Georgia. We will continue to follow this story, Kelly.
0: All right, certainly one to follow Nick Smith Thank you.
1: Chesbro wrote a series of memos explaining how Trump electors in Georgia and other states could meet and cast votes for Trump despite his losses in those states. You know, it's also interesting to note, too, that what prosecutors often do, um, it has been my experience as I've covered these cases, when it is a conspiracy case, they often chip away and get guilty pleas from those lower on the totem pole so that they can use that information, as further evidence against the other co-conspirators, and in this particular case, each of these co-conspirators who have pled guilty—Kenneth um, Chesbro, uh, the bail bondsman—I forget his name—and Sidney Powell—they have each agreed to testify and give testimony against the other co-defendants. So I expect we can start to see everything start to uh, unravel from there because usually people, um, I heard a, a quote or saying, I mis- I won't even say it until I figure it out, but I, I, it was just a great one talking about how when people start to feel the pressure, they're like, okay, uh, let me go ahead and uh, just go ahead and own my part in this and get this over with. And we've seen this play out before. We will see where things go. Remember, Everyone deserves the presumption of innocence until proven guilty. You know what I'm guilty of? I'm guilty of loving a segment we do called Think Fast Thursdays. This week was such a blast. The rules are simple. First thing that comes to your mind, give the answer. And then we reveal the correct answer and we move on to the next question you have to think fast. That's what it's all about. And this week I put my, (laughs) this week I put my colleagues, Adrian and Marky to the test to see how quickly they could think of and name the shows, the television shows, connected to these theme songs. You know what? I wanna see how well you do. Ready? Uh huh. Pump up the volume and take a listen. Alright ladies, let's jump into this. It is Think Fast Thursday where we play yes, a game Wade. where you give me the answer of the first thing that comes to mind. Today we're doing theme songs, and then we'll show the answer. Alright? Okay. okay. Let's start with number one. Let's go, you guys. Do you know the song? Family Matters.
2: Here we yes. go. Let's see if she's right. Yes,
0: Saturday. number two. Oh, I kind of wanted to enjoy it yeah.
1: That's
0: Gilligan. Gilligan's Island. Yeah. Yeah. Is she oh, right? Yeah. I love All right. That.
1: I hope you all at home are playing along with this, there. Number three, one of my favorite shows. That's Charlie
2: Brown. commercial, isn't it? <laughs> isn't
0: that like for pasta sauce? Well, I don't know. Is it a Charlie Brown?
1: Nope. Let's show it, you guys. Curb your enthusiasm.
0: I know. Oh, I've really, never seen God, it. It is show. brilliant. But Larry, yes, we have an open well. invitation to come to the show. Charlie Brown.
1: <laughs> Here we go. This next one.
2: I, don't I, oh, I,
4: don't.
1: I love that. Did show. you all at home get, get these? And the yeah. next one. This is a tough one. Is that show the answer. Show? Yeah, is no, it? that's okay. I didn't know this one. That either. Green Anatomy. Yeah, I, yeah, exactly. no most maybe we done. How about this one? This is another fan favorite. Okay. Yes. <laughs> we love that Barbara Eden and oh my god we love that okay, okay. and next one Nickelodeon I'm loving this.
2: Sometimes you wanna go
1: There you go oh, Hello Boston We're oh, looking man. at you Boston. There you go Uh and how about the next one? This one
2: well, we're moving on
1: She's 270? You oh, yeah. you're right. Okay, there you you go. this one. Another Norman the Lear fantastic one. Three more. Here we go. Oh, my next gosh. one. Do you they know this time? one? A full day in this name? Who oh, Mr. Rogers. Yeah. Are they right? There we are. Oh. The man in the cardigan. Adore him. Here we go. Next one. a uh, sign Yes. Right. They are. Okay, two more. You're Here we go. On the draw. Do you know I this one, it. ladies?
4: Now the world don't move. Oh, we're Charlie? Whoa, same thing,
1: they all. Wait, Very let Let's show the answer. No. Uh, oh, I can't remember the name of this
2: show. And
1: because it's Halloween, last one. what was Wait, the name what of the show? Uh, that was different strokes.
2: Thank
0: you. Different strokes. Different strokes. Okay. The, the Adam's family. Oh, Adam's
4: family. <laughs> you guys, we have more <laughs> news for all of
1: you. All right. Come clean. How many of them did you get right? Okay. Now, if you tell me uh, that you knew all of them, I will be genuinely impressed. Oh, you know, there's just, um, uh, there were a couple that just threw me. I was like, wait a minute, what? I didn't know that one either. Thank goodness I was the one actually hosting this and leading And leading this discussion, uh, you know, like I even said then, I said, hey, had that maybe been St. Elmo's fire, maybe I would have gotten it. But, you know, hey, what are you going to do? It's just a lot of fun. You guys, if you have, this was actually, just to show you how this worked, this particular segment was an idea from a viewer, from a listener. So I want more of those. If you've got a great idea, don't hesitate to share it. There is no such thing as a bad idea. Ideas can be developed. They can be reworked. I love it all. So just send it, send it, send it. You cannot over inundate me with emails. You can't. You just can't. I get emails all the time. And I love knowing that people are taking the time to listen because it makes me feel good knowing that I'm a part of your day. I really do appreciate it. I really do. And I love that you love joining me for In The Mix. Don't forget you can watch me and my Morning in America family on News Nation weekdays starting at 6 a.m. in the East, 5 a.m. Central. And if you don't know where to catch us, you can always go to www.joinnn.com. You'll see a drop-down box. That's where you enter your zip code, and the channel finder will show you the broadcast channel in your area. But we're also on all the streamers, Hulu, Roku, YouTube TV, as well as Amazon Alexa and Apple CarPlay. This is Nick Smith, and thanks so much for joining me for this edition of In The Mix with Nick Smith.